Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Morning. Nice to see your faces again. Nice to see you online too, although you see me more than I see you. Um, But uh, it's great to have you all here today uh, in all that is happening in our world. Um, Let me just pray and then we'll get into the Word. You might have your Bibles. You might like to open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3 verses 8 to 9 and John chapter 1 uh, verses 1 to 5. You've got the U version if you like that version as well. Uh, But Genesis 3 and John 1 if you'd like to be able to follow along and draw those texts out as well. Let me pray. So Father, we we thank you for the reminder today that... uh, (laughs) You're the same guy. <laughs> um, you have uh, been since creation, the same person, the same being, the same expression of love all through creation. Uh, we cannot comprehend all that you are, all that you have been. And so, Father, in this time, uh, we, we just thank you for the space today just to breathe in worship, just for the space it's been to honour you and celebrate you and give glory to you, to be reminded of all that you are and all that you have done. Your faithfulness, we honour you, we praise you, Father. And in this time now, we pray that you would reveal yourself to us, that we would know you more intimately, that we would become more alive in you. The people who need healing would receive healing. People who need revelation would receive revelation. Those who need peace and comfort, joy would receive it in abundance because of you. Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you. Amen. So I just want to invite you today in this time, in this space, in this message as we launch into the Christmas season, the season of Advent, the season of preparation, the season of expectation, the season of anticipation, a season that many of us have been through before and celebrated before in various forms, ways and expressions and heard various stories about and various ways of thinking about the birth of Jesus and we've all, many of us have heard it before and So what? (laughs) And I probably said that a few times at Christmas. But I want to invite you to pause and catch your breath. If you need to take a moment just to breathe in deeply and breathe out slowly. If you need to take this time just to sit and with your eyes shut and focus on the presence of the Father, I want to invite you to do that. The year's been hectic. Remember 18 months ago, we all enjoyed that first couple of weeks of lockdown. What a great time for rest. Remember that? Maybe we're feeling like now that the next few weeks are a little bit hectic. It's been a while since we've travelled and some of us are looking forward to travelling. Some of us, maybe not so much. Maybe we're looking forward to the opportunity to catch up with family and friends without expectations, knowing we can move freely and there's not the burden and the challenges of moving around as there has been the last 18 months. 
Some of us will be filled with some sense of excitement at the energy of the next few weeks. We'll be overwhelmed with the possibility. We'll be anticipating what it's like to meet with our children and our grandchildren or our friends again and to celebrate Christmas. We'll be running around getting ready. We'll be catching up. We'll be filling the schedules. We'll be having Christmas parties. We'll be sharing meals. We'll be preparing meals. Um, And there'll be a sense of energy and excitement about that. And others... We'll still have this sense of anxiety and uncertainty and maybe we're even a little bit frustrated, conflicted about this time and what it means and what it looks like. Maybe we're disappointed. Maybe we're overwhelmed. And that's not just about this season. That's just the culmination. (laughs) Perhaps this is a tipping point for us. Perhaps we're looking forward to the quietness of the new year. You know, the new year, that time after Christmas when we all get to take a break and catch our breath and go a little bit slower. Although the older I get, the harder that seems to do. Has anyone else noticed that? But what if this was the beginning of your new year? This moment, right now, this date. What if this was the beginning of the new year where you pause, where we pause, where we breathe deeply? of the presence of God, where we breathe deeply of the invitation to be in the presence of God, to know the presence of God. What if in this moment and in the moments to come that we could pause to catch our breath and remember God with us? Now, some of us have been around that long or watched Christmas or seen that many things or heard that many explanations of Emmanuel, God with us, read the text, understand the text, um, have memorised the text. We've heard it that many times to know that God is with us is second nature or we've heard it so much that we've forgotten it or lost sight of it or questioned the truth of it. Maybe the circumstances have been overwhelming, as Jill described. Maybe it's been difficult to know and experience or feel or hear the possibility of God with us because of the circumstances that we find ourselves in, because of the decisions that we make, because of the decisions that other people have made, because of the circumstances, the situations, the things that have unfolded for us over the last 12 months, two years, even for those mistakes and overwhelm us from the past, the fears, the words, the decisions that we've made. If God was with us, that wouldn't happen. Or I wouldn't feel like this. Or they wouldn't have done that. What would it mean to hear the whisper of God? Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 to 9 says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord, they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? And the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Where are you? In John chapter 1 we read, In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, 
and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. All humanity, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And in verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. The message puts it, he moved into the neighborhood. He moves in. Amongst us, he walks amongst us and with us. We've asked a number of people over the, last, over the next few weeks, over this Christmas season, to give testimony to the ways that they have encountered God with us. And today, we welcome Reynard and Sarah. I'm Reynard, and this is Sarah. We've got three kids. Um, we've got uh, Savannah, Amber, and Marshall. And we've been married for 12 years now. Yeah. So I guess for me, 2021, um, you know, coming off of 2020, um, we, we, we are fairly new at Church of Christ. And um, we were hoping that you know, we would be uh, integrating a bit more, getting to know people a bit more, uh, but with... Uh, not being able to attend church and um, that has proven difficult so for me that meant that I sought other opportunities where I was able to catch up with people so um, being able to uh, be part of the reimagining leadership um, group that's been really good to get to know people that way and then also with the love of the marriage course that's been um, really good to get to know um, couples a little bit more um, I guess deeply people we haven't known before um, so, so I really appreciated that, but then also in, in all of that, I've learned a bit more about myself. Um, I, I guess God challenged me to think about the, the lies that I believed about myself. So one of the things in particular for me this year has been um, the, the lie that I believed about myself that I'm not a morning person. And to just kind of um, use some of the tools that you know, we've learned both in, uh, or that I learned in both of the, the groups was um, to kind of look at what in my past has caused me to believe certain things. So what, um, the way that I behave or the way that I think. And then that thought came, well, why, why do I say that I'm not a morning person? Like, where does that come from? And then, yeah, just God challenged me to actually um, challenge that lie. And um, so I started, 1st of September actually, I started and set my alarm for 5am and got up at 5am and then next day got up at 5am and next day got up at 5am and to, um, that time in itself has been really precious to me because um, I've dedicated that time then to um, set time aside to just appreciate in silence who God is and just thank him for the day. Um, also spend some time just in 
um, praying in tongues and some time to just pray with, um, with intent as well um, and spend some time reading. So that kind of became part of my morning routine. And I think as soon as I started to do that was when um, I, I saw um, immediate changes happening, just even the way that I relate with Sarah, the way that I relate with the kids, and even just my prayer has been um, less of praying at God, but actually praying with God. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the big change for me this year. Um, just the, those, the opportunities I've had and the tools that I've um, learned and then being able to um, start to put them into practice. And I think for me that, um, yeah, God's, God's been showing me that there are things that I believe that are just simply not true. And yeah, that's what I'm hoping to just explore more in the next few months or maybe even years. Yeah, so God has um, helped us a lot this year, um, especially in areas yeah, in our marriage. Um, after doing the Love After Marriage workshops, um, he's really shown us um, well, a lot of areas, but the main one about yeah being nothing hidden um, is still just flowing over um, and still learning in our marriage. Um, so we're just um, learning to just have those awkward conversations, uh, to be able to um, bring up things that might be bit awkward or not sure how the other person's or how Reynard, the other person, is going to um, take it. Um, but yeah, just learning and just to be open and just to be listening to each other. Um, just those simple things, but it's sometimes, yeah, it takes a lot of effort. I think before we did uh, the lamb workshops, there was particular um, topics that we just sort of tried to mind read a little bit or try to guess what the other person was thinking or try to come to a bit of agreement um, without actually talking about it. But now, yeah, with all of those areas, it's very open and um, we just have the conversation, talk about it, and there's no guessing games. Prelam, it's not that we didn't talk, but there was also a lot that we didn't say. Um, I think is to just... Yeah, to, th to think of a, like, we, we sit down and talk every night, but that doesn't mean that we talked about everything. And now, like, you know, it's all all an open book. There's not, there really is nothing hidden. We can talk about everything. And just to know that, yeah, we've, you know, we've got our best friends next to each other, so there's no need to have anything hidden. Uh, and I do think it's, yeah, brought us closer together um, through this time and, um, just also with the the kids, just helping them to be able to um, be open and um, come to us uh, with anything that they're uh, worried about or um, a bit embarrassed about. Don't know, you know, with parents sometimes you don't want to talk about everything, but we're just hoping that that will carry on um, as they grow up as well. Yeah, like with our um, with all the little things that go on in a household, it's sometimes those are the things that can. Um, you need to just keep talking about um, the big things. We tend, yeah, we tend to be, you know, we know it's very clear what God wants the big things um, for our household. But sometimes all the little things, uh, just to be able to uh, listen to each other and um, and just to be aware of, yeah, each other and to be sensitive. Um, 
Yeah, I think just the more all those things that we can sort of deal with and talk through, then they're not just, yeah, sweeping under the carpet and uh, making more work for later, but just sort of as they come up, sort of deal with it and, and talk through it. And it's been, yeah, big time of growth um, for us and we've appreciated that to be able to do that this year um, when there wasn't a lot of other things going on. So we could actually just, yeah, really focus um, on, on our marriage and our family. You're allowed to clap the video as well, but yeah. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? If they were here live, you'd clap them as they get off and the video stops and everyone, what do we do now? Um, but uh, thank you to Reinhard and Sarah and our tech team have done a great job and we trust that um, you'll be encouraged. And uh, yeah, um, thank you for that. So what would it mean in this time and through this season and in any circumstance to know that God is with us, to know that God is with you, that God is for you. The psalmist wrote and gives some connection, if you like, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. It's just a beautiful description of how the psalmist had anticipation even before he, uh, well, the psalmist didn't get the opportunity to meet the Messiah. And he was able to describe God as life and light, the promise of. I was reminded throughout this week of the stories in Luke chapter 15, and I invite you to go and read those at a, at a later time for yourself and reflect on them. But as the opening story in Luke 15 uh, is of uh, a shepherd who has a hundred sheep, and one sheep wanders away. One leaves 99 and goes and pursues the lost sheep, brings home the lost sheep, throws a big party for the lost sheep. The one that just wandered away for distractions, maybe the grass looked a bit greener on the other side of the valley. The one sheep that wandered, maybe didn't want to wander, maybe just got so self-absorbed, so focused on wherever it was going, lost sight of the others. Maybe that's taking the imagery too far, but you get what I mean, just a wandering sheep. And Jesus tells the story of the shepherd pursuing a wandering sheep. The other story, of course, in Luke chapter 15 is the story of uh, the lost coin and the woman turns the house upside down looking for the lost coin. So significant and so special, just one coin. Now the story uh, that we're all familiar with, the story of the prodigal son, if you're not familiar with it, you've probably heard that title. The story where the son rejects his father, in fact, wishes his father dead. So that he can go and have what he wants, how he wants, when he wants. And he pursues the life that he wants. Intentional. A deliberate cutting off. A deliberate cutting away. And he goes off and has his life until he realises this isn't working for him. And he seeks to come back. Anticipating to come back as a slave, and it's, but in fact, it's the father who runs out to greet him. It's the father who runs out to greet his son, wraps his arms around his son and says, welcome home. I love you. Reinstates him as a son. While the other son who's done all the right things complains 
and whinges and misses out on the love of the Father. And at times you and I, we wander because we become distracted. The grass is greener. Others appear to be having the kind of life that I thought I would have. And we get stuck. Maybe we've just wandered away. Maybe we've deliberately cut ourselves off from God or the things that we once believed because it's just too hard. It's too costly. Too great a price that I'm not willing to pay. We've heard the stories. We've been around the stories, but pay that price. No, not me. So we cut ourselves off. We cut ourselves away. And at some point, whether we wander or whether we cut ourselves off, we feel embarrassed. We feel ashamed. We feel disappointed. We feel disconnected. Even the sense of coming back seems overwhelming because, well, will I be accepted? Will I be known? Will I be seen? Will I be remembered for what I once did or what I once said or what I once was? Or will I be accepted anyway? And we begin to to believe the lie If we work harder, if we do more, if we be more, if we achieve more, if we build more, we'll be somehow more accepted, we'll be somehow more connected and we try so much of our lives to cover ourselves. Certainly we don't use the leaves of a garden, but boy, we cover ourselves. Hoping that no one really sees Don't we cover ourselves hoping that no one ever asks, that no one really sees, especially God? Because if only he knew. (laughs) John writes in chapter 12, Jesus told them you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. And when he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. That's comforting, isn't it? And maybe you feel like that God has hidden himself from you. In the madness of our world, in the frustration and the division of the last few months, you feel like God has hidden himself. Or maybe it's just easier for you to go and hide. Man, I'll tell you what, I've seriously thought about going and digging a hole in a corner somewhere. Maybe it's easier to hide in the busyness of our schedules. And we feel like God is hidden when, you know, desire to catch up with family and friends and we get overwhelmed and we get overcome and we get overrun. But we've got to keep doing it. Because that's what's expected. Maybe we feel like God has hidden himself from us in the tension of dysfunctional workplaces or families. In the frustration of things not working or not making sense. Maybe we feel like God has hidden himself from us in the struggle to overcome addiction or long-term health issues. Maybe we feel like God has hidden hidden himself from us or maybe we're hiding ourselves from God just because it's too hard to allow God into the overwhelming nature of our grief that we might be feeling at the moment. 
for whatever reason. Maybe you feel like God has just hidden himself or you'll hide yourself from God just because God hasn't come through. God just hasn't measured up to your expectations, has he? And yet through the course of history, God reveals his desire to be with us. Through the course of history, through the course of your history, my history, as small as it is, as small, as insignificant as our history is, God has revealed himself. And I'll say that not to demean who you are, but you think my, 50 years out of all of life. I mean, it's pretty small, isn't it? No? All right. You think on that for a bit. Through the course of history, God has revealed himself and reveals his desire to be with us. In our deepest, darkest moments, if we had the courage to stop, catch our breath and remember God with us and ask God to show us where he has been, I'm sure and I would know that he would reveal himself again. He would remind you. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you called out to me? Remember when you cried out? Remember when you didn't know? Remember when you felt? Throughout the course of history, God has revealed his desire to be with us. In the birth of Jesus, through his life, through his death and his resurrection, God reveals the fullness of his love and he invites us. He calls after us. He chases after a wandering sheep. He runs out to greet the lost son. He goes out to meet the grumpy children who have done all the right things and still feel like they're not measuring up. He reveals in all, of it his, in all of it his desire to be with us, to walk with us. Where are you? The carol that many of us have sung throughout the course of our history. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin, that separation or wandering or deliberate cutting ourselves away from God and error pining. So we know there's something else here. We know we have wandered. We know we have cut ourselves off and yet our hearts, our spirits, our souls long to know more, to be more. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. The depth of who you are, the deepest, darkest, most terrifying places of your spirit, of your history, of your life, to know and feel It's worth in the presence of God because he continues to walk amongst us and call out, where are you? He continues to run out as he sees us in the distance and wants to wrap his arms around us so that we might know the fullness and the wonder of our worth in him. Can you hear the whisper? 
Can you hear the call of God with us? Where are you? This is an invitation for openness, for humility, for vulnerability. To admit our mess rather than to cover it up because it's when we admit our mess, I have a sense that if Adam and Eve had just stood out in the presence of God and said, God, I've messed this up. Can't help but wonder if that might have had a different outcome. And yet we keep doing the same things. Hiding away in blame, in disappointment, in frustration, in false expectations. To find healing in the comfort, to find peace and the promise of his light is a longing for every soul. To know that God is with us. Father, our hearts long to know you more intimately and therefore to know ourselves more intimately and more truly. May our hearts be open to receiving you in this season, to know the truth and the wonder, the peace and the love of your heart and of your presence. May we be open to coming out before you, to um, being restored in you, to returning to you, to be carried by you, to receive the fullness of your love. And as we close this service, I just want to invite you, as, as we always do, if you're online, we'd love to hear from you uh, through our webpage, horsham.org.au. But if you're here in the house today and you'd like some prayer, You'd like to declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. Maybe you're sitting here and you're tired of hiding. You're exhausted from hiding. Maybe today's a day where you just stand up and come out and just get around a few trusted people and say, this is what's really happening for me. And those few trusted people pray into you and for you and with you that we might know God is with us.